प्रभुपाद की जाए गुरु पुनीम की जाए गौर भक्तबिंद की जाए गौर प्रेम So good evening. I gathered an evening of the Guru Purnim, which also on our Gaudiya calendar corresponds with the Tirubhav, or the disappearance from the world, the departure from the world, of Sri Sanatana Goswami. Sanatana Goswami Prabhu Ki Jai. We find that um, in one sense, <coughs> Sanatana Goswami is the preeminent guru of the Gaudiya Sampradaya. We are often referred to as the Rupanugas, the followers of Rupa Goswami. And Rupa Goswami himself makes it clear repeatedly in his tome, most famous book, Bhaktivasamrita Sindhu, as well as in his other books, but repeatedly in Bhaktivasamrita Sindhu, that um, he considers Sanatan Goswami as his guru, leader. Mm. And uh, so with his departure from the world, <clears throat> and that coinciding with the guru Punim, <clears throat> we gather to, to glorify him and think of him in this way, as the uh, the founding amongst the founding acharyas, if you will, he and Rupa were commissioned by Mahaprabhu in particular, under their direction. The other four, Jiva Goswami, Raghunath Das Goswami, <clears throat> Raghunath Bhatta Goswami, and Gopal Bhatta Goswami, all um, conspired under their direction. Conspired, worked together to bring out the Bhakti Shastras. <clears throat> Among other things they did, they, they also established the places of Krishna's pastimes in Vrindavan and um, the worship of the deity, wrote about the decorum of the devotees, and so forth. We find glorification, as I mentioned, of Sanatana Goswami on the part of Rupa Goswami. We find it also on the part of Gopal Bhatta Goswami, who worked under him, under his direction, in um, compiling what came to be known as Hari Bhakti Vilas, where all the different mantras and procedures, type of worship, modes of dress, and so on and so forth, where the Godias are all given, among other things. Uh, we find also that Jiva Goswami uh, who was the nephew of Sanatana Rupa Goswami, also glorifies him and his work. Um, Saksandarbha, his most famous work, he begins, um, I believe, each each of those six essays, each of the six treaties or six Sandarbhas, with the glorification of Sanatana and Rupa Goswami, where he says that uh, amongst uh, devotees, in, in Mathura, they are famous. So, to be a devotee is said to be Eve Jashugushuku Tribuan, famous throughout the world, all the worlds. Hmm. They're famous 
amongst devotees in the world of Mathura, the mandala, the circle of Mathura, that uh, which Gokul Vrindavan is found. So, to be stand out amongst those devotees um, is the point. It's quite a glorification of them. So we find it on the part of Jiva Goswami, Gopalbhatta Goswami, uh, Rupa Goswami, and Raghunath Das Goswami also. I'm going to speak a little bit from the verse of Raghunath Das Goswami in his Vilapakusamanjali, flowering, flower offering to, to Radha and Krishna, where he offers his respect to Sanatana Goswami. Raghunath Bhatta is the only one left, of course, and we don't have any books of Raghunath Bhatta Goswami, but he lived in Vrindavan along with the uh, other Goswamis. He was famous for chanting the Bhagavatam in various melodies, four or five different tunes. I visited his place of um, succession in Vrindavan, and uh, they consider him to be veritably an incarnation of the Bhagavatam itself. Certainly he was um, also um, under the direction of Sanatana Goswami, but he didn't write anything that we know of. So, <clears throat> in this way, all of the Goswamis, the five amongst the six that include Sanatana, show deference to to him. <clears throat> it's thought that the Gaudiyas often refer to themselves as Rupa Goswami because in the Krishna Lila, in his Gopi Deha, Siddha Deha, both of them, Rupa Sanatan, are the handmaidens of Radha, and there Rupa Goswami takes the lead, whereas in the Gaur Lila, Sanatana Goswami takes the lead, and there they show the way. So, deference to Sanatan is the way. He was the elder brother of Rupa Goswami, who in that culture of that time, um, which in that culture of that time meant that that um, he would take a position as a, as a teacher, as a guru, um, as a venerable person, the elder brother. He was probably about five years older than, than Rupa Goswami. Both of them were born a little bit before Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. I think it's recorded that Rupa was Sanatan was born maybe nineteen fourteen ninety two and Sanatan was in about fourteen eighty eight. So they were a few years apart. Mahaprabhu appeared at what, fourteen ninety six? Fourteen eighty six? Fourteen so they're younger then, a little a little younger. Fourteen eighty six. Well, America was discovered in 1492, is that what <laughs> Well, that's an important date. <clears throat> so, they were going to be contemporaries of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and um, met him after he took, he renounced order, he took sannyas. <clears throat> they met Rup and Tanatan, they met Mahaprabhu and Ram Kaili, where they were living, and where they had taken up the service in the uh, government service. The government was uh, a Muslim government at the time, and they were highly positioned there because of their their, um, 
their abilities, their qualities, which were quite extraordinary. And um, they were, um, although they were ostracized by the strict, uh, from a social point of view and a religious point of view, Hindu society for having been intimately associated with the, with the Muslims, they themselves were uh, great devotees of Krishna. They, even in their childhood, they uh, uh, turned lakes into Radhakund and mounds into Govardhan and so forth and would enact the pastimes of Krishna and read them and discuss them and so forth. It said that Sanatana Goswami, who had a dream um, in his, his youth in which a Brahman appeared and gave him the Srimad Bhagavatam, and he was mystified by that and he woke and he was startled by the dream and the next day in the morning bathing at the Ganges a Brahman came and gave him a copy of Srimad Bhagavatam and that's a, a very rare event in a culture where you don't have printing presses and so forth so to get a it would have been a handwritten copy of the Bhagavatam to have that presented is a Extraordinary, and then of course they had been forecast in the dream the night before. So he was a great devotee of the Bhagavatam. His commentary is the seminal Gaudiya commentary the, uh, on on the Bhagavatam that everyone else follows and laid of and and cites in their commentaries. And of course he also um, brought out the the. Um, Brihad Bhagavatamrita, which is a separate book, but as he explains there, it is the essence of what Srimad Bhagavatam is about. It said that the Bhagavatam was spoken by Sukadev Goswami to Maharaj Parikshit in seven days, and Gosanathan Prabhu relates that afterwards Parikshit Maharaj's mother, Uttara, was also a great devotee of Krishna, wanted to know what he said, and she probably had about seven hours before the curse of the, of the Rishi's son would 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 bear fruit, and Maharaj Parikshit would meet his demise, having heard the Bhagavatam. In seven days, his mother wanted to know what it took to say. So he didn't have much time left, and from that came the Brihat Bhagavatam. And Sanadhan um, has brought that out, and this is the way he explains what the book is, basically. And he has his own extensive commentary on it. So, um, another example of his absorption in the Bhagavatam, it is said that uh, Mahabrabhu did visit them there. Mahabrabhu was on his way to Vrindavan, but he got waylaid along the way by a comment from Sanatan, having met him there at Ram Kali. Because wherever Mahabrabhu was going at the time, hordes of people were following. And that was a dangerous political situation to be in, number one. And two, from a spiritual point of view, Sanatana said, it's not proper to enter into Vrindavan with big crowds of people glorifying you. You should you should go as a devotee, humbly. So Mahaprabhu took heed of Sanatana's advice. This is first meeting Sanatana is advising Mahaprabhu. And of course, he's involved in the inner kind of life that Mahaprabhu has, Krishna, coming to experience the moods of Radha. Um, he's involved in, in what that's all about. So, 
Mahaprabhu took his instruction to heart and he turned back. But later he revealed, well, he revealed this to Sanatana. People don't know why I've come this far, actually, why I was going here. Um, on the pretext of one thing, but really I came only to see the two of you. So uh, he, he told him at the time that you, you stay put and live like uh, like a power more love like a wife who has a a secret lover doesn't want her husband to know so she does her duties very carefully so that he will not suspect so do your duties to the king very carefully so he will not suspect and within your heart maintain culture relationship with with me and opportunity will come for you to go in the night and and of course they did, Rupa and Sanathan both, Sanathan having to break out of, get, having to get incarcerated and break out of jail and travel the, the whole, um, from east, from west to east, the breadth of India, barefooted and dressed as a, as a fakir, as a Muslim, kind of like a Sufi, mm-hmm. to be undetected because he was a famous person. He was like the, the, uh, like the vice president or something like that, cabinet member of the, of the uh, Nawab Hussein Saad, the ruler. And they were looking for him. Oh, he didn't go by the main roads. And went as a, as a beggar, disguised like a Sufi mystic, Islamic mystic. And of course he met Mahaprabhu in, in um, Benares, and there Mahaprabhu embraced him, told him to shave up as we have done today in honor of him, and uh, instructed him. And the uh, essence of those instructions are found through the pen of Krishna's Kaviraj Goswami in several chapters near the very end of the Madhilila, the teachings to Sanatana Goswami. Excuse me, we can see they're quite extensive, detailed and philosophical. And... Um, we see also the teachings to Rupa Goswami in, in, in that later section of uh, Madhilila, but only one chapter. <clears throat> so Sanatana's uh, writing is more extensive and more detailed and more philosophical. Hmm. Rupa Goswami's writing is more um, based on tastes and attraction. Hmm recording the leelas, Sanatana Goswami explaining the logic of bhakti and all these things, um, <clears throat> refuting other ideas and so forth, and giving a philosophical kind of ground, if you will. The term Chinti Beta Beta, I think, really first appears in his Brihat Bhagavatamrita commentary. <clears throat> Although Jiva Goswami is more known for it, writing, using the term and developing it and explaining it in detail in, in the Satsandarbha. And it's there, as I say, in Vedic Bhagavatamrita, which precedes the, the work of Jiva Goswami. So from there, of course, then he went on to Vrindavan and stayed there for some time. He had occasion once to come and visit Mahaprabhu in Puri. And so he walked from Vrindavan to Jagannath Puri there he became ill along the way. When he came to Buri, then he had a plan to throw himself under the Rathiatra cart because he was afraid that Mahaprabhu, had, who had embraced him 
as I said earlier in Benares when you met him. Um, he was afraid that he would embrace him again and he had his diseased condition was such that he had open sores that had broken out on his body and he thought it would be offensive. Mahaprabhu will touch them. And I can't allow that. This was his thinking. Mahaprabhu appeared before him and where he was staying with Haridas Thakur and told him, you can't do like that with his omniscience. He said, you want to take your life this way, but I have many things I want to do through your body. And by the way, the body of an initiated devotee is special. So... It should be uh, seen as a spiritual kind of uh, work in progress. As much as the mind and senses are absorbed in Krishna's service, as much as it's uh, spiritualized. And um, <clears throat> there, he stayed for some time in, uh, in Jagannath Puri, pleased Mahaprabhu uh, very much, and returned to Vrindavan. And it was there, and in Vrindavan, that um, the young uh, Raghunath Das Goswami, the assistant of Sarup Damodar and Mahaprabhu personally, from whose notes the uh, Chaitanya Charitamrita has been, uh, biographical notes has been drawn, hmm? uh, it was there in Vrindavan that Raghunath Das met Sanatana Goswami. And the verse I want to cite and speak a little bit more briefly on tonight was written by uh, Raghunath Das Goswami in Vrindavan in praise of Sanatana Goswami. As I say, he was, Raghunath Das was living in Puri. With great effort, he made his way there, stealing away from home life of family and wealth. He had a very wealthy family. And he left it all behind. Um, he stayed in Puri as a renunciate and Mahaprabhu personally put him under the care of Surupadamadar, so that's pretty good care. Um, Mahaprabhu told him that you want, because he had requested two or three times of uh, Surupadamadar, ask Mahaprabhu, the great master, if I can hear something directly from him. And after a few times, Mahaprabhu said, well, the point is I'm not holding anything back from you, but uh, Surupadamadar knows more than me, so I put you under his care. But I'll say something to you. And then he gave him some famous instructions. Don't wear fancy clothes. Don't eat fancy foods. Don't talk to the... Uh, be engaged in gossip. Um, hearing it, chanting it. Don't waste your time in this. Always worship Radha and Krishna within your mind. And Sanat and, and Surabdhamana will tell you the rest. Something like that, he said. So, and then he said, Trinadupi, so he chanted this famous verse of Shikshastakam, be humble like a blade of grass. These are the instructions he gave Raghunathas Goswami, who, upon the disappearance of Mahaprabhu from the world, which was shortly thereafter followed by that of Surabdhamadar, he found no reason to live. <clears throat> Mahaprabhu had given him a stone from Govardhan, the Govardhan Shila, which had been given to him, which he personally worshipped and wore like a like a necklace on a string around his neck. He would do the deity worship every morning by bathing the Shaligram or the Gordon Shila with his tears. And this stone he gave to Raghunath Das Goswami. Imagine how Das Goswami must have felt. And he thought at the time, Mahabra was giving me a place 
Ed Gordon, and then Mahaprabhu gave him the Gunjamala that he used to wear around his neck when he worshipped the Sheila. And Das Goswami thought, he's giving me a place at Govardhan in the service of Radha. Hmm? So when Mahaprabhu left and Srubhadamadar left, he decided that his life was meaningless without them. Hmm? So much attached he was to the good, their good guidance and their company. Therefore he thought, I should be given the Govardhan Sheila, I should go to Govardhan. And there I'll climb on the Govardhan hill and jump off and take my life in this way, which has no meaning, a form of Vaishnav suicide. Mm-hmm. But when he arrived there in Vrindavan, Rup Sanatan were still present, and he got their company, they came under their guidance, and the idea that he had originally was abandoned. You can imagine, Sanatan said, I had a similar idea once. I came to Puri, I wanted to commit suicide by throwing myself under the Rathiatra cart, but Mahabru instructed me and, and told me this, and I've related that already. Hmm? Your body is worshipable as a devotee, and and through us, he must have told him, Mahaprabhu has some work to do. You stay here, worship. Hmm? So Sanatan uh, preached to him. Hmm? We can understand that from... This verse is the sixth verse of Vilap Kusumanjali of Rabbanath Das Goswami, a very high book, where he um, describes his samadhi experience of the Leela hmm, as he comes out of it, puts it in, in verse, and um, higher devotees who can understand it can elaborate upon that and what he was experiencing and the implications of that. But this verse comes and it's uh, it's... A lower verse, in a sense, but a high verse at the same time. He offers his respects to Sanatan. Hmm. He says, Bhairagi yuga bhakti rasam prayatnaya apaya yanmam anapipsam mandham kripam buddhi ya pardukkuduki sanatanatam prabhu mashrayami. So I take shelter of Sanatan Prabhu. Hmm. Who is kripam buddhi? Pardukkuduki who has no sorrow, save and accept that in him I found so much sorrow for other people, for other devotees, for the common people. He was filled with compassion. He lived in Vrindavan to an old age, Sanatana, and he must have been at an old age when, by the time Raghunathas got there as well, and saw him into his old age and, and his departure, because Raghunathas was quite a bit younger. Hmm. And in his old age in Vrindavan, Sanatan really was the, like the father of all of the uh, Brajbasi devotees of Radha and Krishna. Hmm. And um, he would entertain with them even common talks. He would sit and say, So, how is your father? How was your mother? Last I saw you, you were going to have a son, a child. Was it a boy or a girl? Really wasn't interested in these type of mundane details, but it was the level of their interest, their preoccupation, and he brought himself down to that level to talk with them about those things 
for the sake of giving them an opportunity to appreciate him, to, to, in the context of that, to maybe he would say something, but he would chant Hare Krishna. And uh, this way they would, would get his, his mercy. It's not that he went and preached to everybody, you've got to do like this, you've got to do like that. Mm-hmm. He did that, of course, in his books, he wrote about them. But um, he was taken like a father of everybody in Vrindavan. He would go regularly and circumambulate the Gordon Hill on a, maybe a daily basis for some time. And that's quite a good walk. It would take four, five, six hours to walk around the Govardhan Hill. Hmm. And he did that into a ripe old age, yeah, which he didn't have to do as an austerity. It is said about the Goswamis by Srinivas, a charger, that Sankhipurvaka nama gananati bhi, that they, um, they chanted Sankhipurvaka nama, a regular number of rounds, paid obeisances to Vaishnavas, uh, circumambulated the Dham and all, they did all these things. They showed the way. Hmm? These are all Angas of Bhakti. Sankhya Purvaka Nama to be what How does it start? Nidrahara Vihara Kadibhajito. They forgot about eating, sleeping, mating, defending. They were absorbed in these activities. So Sanatha set an example. Hmm? And, and in doing that, of course, he would meet with the villagers so many villages on the Govardhan Hill and around and so forth see the common people and the children would run up and would hold their hands and so forth or Mahaprabhu or Krishna would have appeared to him and said why are you old man walking around Govardhan Hill all this time you can't do that anymore no it is my commitment and somehow he got what was given a stone in which Krishna's footprint melted the Govardhan Hill hmm. And he was told, just circumambulate this, you're too old now. It should take a few minutes. That stone is kept at uh, Radhavimunar Temple. You can go there and have the darshan, they bring it out. Mm-hmm. So at any rate, he was involved in, in, in worshipping in Vrindavan, setting an example, living very simply, and, um, and like a father image for the whole community of Vrindavan. It is said when he left the world, then uh, he used to always keep a shaved head, like we've shaved today, because it's the Purnim, but also in honor of him, because it is said when he left the world, everybody in Vrindavan, man, woman, and child, to show their deference to him, their affection for him, the, the sense in which they felt that they, they were his followers. They all shaved their head, all of Vrindavan shaved their head. They used to call him Munda Baba, Shaved Baba. Hmm. Um, so, why do we shave our heads? Well, I was I asked that question once before I had ever shaved my head of one of the devotees, and he said, "Because Prabhupada shaves." I thought it was a good answer. Okay, good enough. And so, why does Prabhupada shave? Is it because Sanatan shaved his head? This is all the logic you need. Sayat Pramanam Gurude Lokastad and Avartate. The Gita says that um, you know, the example set by great persons that should be followed. Hmm. Hmm. So that is the way. So Sanatan, um, as he was the guru in a general sense for everyone, and on some level 
everyone in Vrindavan connected with him enough to shave their heads when everybody knew when the news had come that he had passed how how famous he was in the Braj and amongst the common people and amongst the highest of devotees Raghunath Das Goswami is said to be the Prayojan Tattva Acharya the Acharya in whose writings the goal is described in some detail Rupa Goswami the Abhideya Tattva Acharya speaks about the means and Sanatana Goswami the Sambandha Tattva Acharya, the, the philosophical uh, ground on which the whole practice, out of which the practice arises and, the, and through which the goal is attained. <clears throat> so that said, we shouldn't think, oh, therefore Sanatana is lower and Raghunath is the higher, Rupa is somewhere in the beginning, something like that. No, they were empowered by Chaitanya Mahaprabhu in a particular way, each of them, to write and conduct themselves by which they would set an example for us. And here we find the Prayojan Tattvacharya is worshipping the Sambandha Tattvacharya, Sanatana Goswami. So each devotee will be moved in a different way to make a contribution. The fact that they're being moved and used, utilized to make a contribution speaks everything about them. Um, more so than the contribution in one sense itself. So we should be careful not to have any kind of mundane calculation. He speaks a little higher, he speaks a little, he must be lower. Mm. Prabhupada, for example, spoke in a more general way, in a more broad way, and he had a very broad campaign, a campaign that very much paralleled the kind of campaign of Nityananda Prabhu, who wasn't a big philosopher, Mm. even though Prabhupada, you know, penned, what, 50, 60 books. It was a lot. Still, he did it on the move, and Sometimes he didn't cross his T's and dot his I's and left a little service for us to do in that way. Um, others wrote few books and took more time and, and so on and so forth. Um, Sridhar Marsh is a very different person from Prabhupada. Their contributions were different. Mm-hmm. Um, but the fact that their contributions were, that they were able to make contributions, they were moved, used by Bhagwan in that way. This is... This is their their uh, their credit. So <clears throat> so it comes to mind. Raghunath Das is worshiping Sanatana Goswami, mm-hmm. and he's an example, as I say, of the highest devotees. So from the common people to the highest devotees in Vrindavan, uh, deference was shown to Sanatana Goswami. So we can just imagine what his good company was like. Mm-hmm. Here, Raghunath Das says that he describes him, as I say, in this way, that he's an ocean of mercy, Kripambuti, an ocean of mercy, Paradukaduki. He had no, it means he had no suffering for himself. He was a praying bhakta, so suffering was completely eradicated in his life. There's an example of this, too, that I should mention. Um, in Jagannath Puri, while he was there, among the... Um, along with the other Leela that I mentioned, is being instructed by Mahaprabhu about the nature of this of this Sadakadeha, the practitioner's body and so forth. Um, another famous story from that time is is the incident in which Sanatana Prabhu came to have the darshan of Mahaprabhu and he went a roundabout way. Maybe Mahaprabhu had called for him and he went in a roundabout way 
to contact, to, to meet him. Um, he went along the shore of the beach on the sand, and it can get pretty hot in Jagannath Puri, and as you know, it's hot sand is hot on the bottom of the feet. And the shorter route would have been just to go another direction, but he didn't go that direction. He went on the, on the beach, and when he arrived, he had blisters on his feet from the heat of the sand. And Mahaprabhu noticed that, and he said, why have you come the long distance gone by the sand and, and look at your feet? And he said, oh, oh yeah, my feet, huh. Anyway, I'm here. So he was oblivious to this. Um, and then his reasoning, which Mahaprabhu asked for an explanation of as to why he took the longer route, he said, oh, if I had taken the shorter route, I would have passed by the priests and I might have um, touched them or something like that or bumped into some contaminated people. Hmm? When he met Mahaprabhu, hmm, and Mahaprabhu began to instruct him, this is how he spoke to Mahaprabhu. I'm low-born. Hmm? I have bad association. Hmm? Uh, I'm uh, undesirable person. Uh, he, and he really felt like this. This feeling of Trinata peace when he turned it was really, really present in him. Mm. It means that he could really appreciate and really understand and he was really experiencing what it means to be in touch with the spiritual reality and with, with Krishna. Mm. As Pujapachita Marsh like to say, if the finite comes in touch with the infinite, it will feel what it means to be finite. And of course, this plays itself out a little more directly in the in the in the Gorlila or in one Sadakadeha, mm-hmm. in the Nitilila, in a Siddhadeha. Then it's, it's another thing. We're intimately related with Krishna, and the infinite has made himself known entirely and taken on a finite-like form, and so on and so forth. But um, as it is the way to Madhurya or sweetness and intimacy with Bhagavan through, the way to it is through Aishvarya. Hmm. An example of that is in the Sadaka Deya, there is always an element of the Aishvarya.